Oh, we do need to name this game. Balls deep and flagpoles. No, that's not a clever name. What what, what do you would you come up with? Half in, half out. What do you got for? Yeah, give us an idea. Name the game. Prostate, prostate or stripper, stripper, strippers. <laughs> what? Balls deep. Ball. Strippers. Plant your balls. Like Plant them. the flag and dangle your balls in the cup, <laughs> motherfucker. Ooh, I kind of like the addition of a cup. <laughs> Very long. Yeah, where's this cup coming from? Welcome to your football fantasy. Welcome to the show. This is your football fantasy. We're back, bitches. Mm-hmm. Dominating. <laughs> nice. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, hey. Dewey's Nuts here. I'm the host. We're back in the basement. All three of us are here today. Bullfrog, the big whiz. Y'all ready for some fun? We're in the recording studio. I don't you're talking about. What'd I say? The basement? Yeah. This is a, it's a professional recording studio, <laughs> soundproofed walls. That's why you never hear any background sounds. Hey, y'all listen to the episode we did in the in the alternative recording studio? I did. Did not yes. sound the same. The, well, we heard you. We heard your entire piss. Yeah, I know. That was pretty impressive. That? Yeah, I got that. <laughs> it's good to be back in the soundproof booth where we don't have to worry about that shit, I guess. Uh, all right. Y'all ready? We got we got a we got what I think is going to be a great show today. At least we're going to enjoy ourselves. It's not a mock draft. If you were concerned, don't worry. We're not going to do another <laughs> one of those for a few weeks. I thought that they loved it. Look, they loved the first one. We had a hard time getting any traction on Twitter <laughs> with the second one, which is why we're not going to spend a whole lot of time <laughs> reflecting on that. Maybe next week we'll reflect on it. I don't know, but. Uh, we got something more fun this week. We've got a brand new game. We created it from nothing. We're gonna we're gonna play, and we're gonna ask our listeners to join in. So uh, so pay attention when we get there, so you know the rules and you can take part and be part of the show. But as always, before we get there, we've got a handful of things to take care of. First up, the news. This week in football. A couple of important things happened this week, as they're likely to continue doing now that we are in preseason football. Guys, you pumped for preseason football? Do you care? Do you watch? Yeah, we're watching right now. It's literally on the... It's Thursday, we're recording a day early, and we're watching the Browns and the Giants duke it out. Yeah, I like it, but I don't like it. It's such worthless. Half the guys you don't even know... Um, especially after the first quarter becomes complete junk. Sure, but it is football. It is football. I mean, like I said, it's entertaining a little bit. It's great to have on in the background while you're recording. It's a nice to see Barkley run around. Football. It's terrified to watch your good players get injured. Thirty-nine yard run he broke. Did yeah. Barkley? He's good. Yeah, I think you can you can take a little bit from it. I mean, I remember last year, the only reason I drafted Kamara in the fucking draft is because there was a couple preseason games. I think he scored. A couple long touchdowns in a couple mm. different games. So pay like, attention. You, pay attention does some, help a little. Yeah. Bit. I mean, he was showed a younger you guy birds. that was giving himself and like if you can if you can bust a 30, 40 yard touchdown, shit, you got some skill in the NFL. I don't care who you are. You, you know? can't really count on like the offensive scheme being the way. But what you can look for are things like burst, things yeah. like can you make guys miss? Can you break tackles? I don't care if it's not first team defenders. If you can break an NFL tackle, yep. that shows me something even in the preseason. Right. Anyway, let's, let's get to the news. First up, last week, right after I think our show posted, Corey Coleman was traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Buffalo Bills. Remember, Corey Coleman was a first-round draft pick. Dude, look, it was only a few years ago they picked this guy in the first round. And you know what they traded him away for? Yeah, nothing, right? A seventh-round pick in the 2020 draft. Pretty much nothing. I feel like the Bills stole Absolutely stole him. There was a, this was a great trade for the Bills. I will say, however, there was a there was a report that after the trade went down, Coleman was not very pleased, and he very seriously considered just walking away from football instead of reporting to Bills camp. I don't believe that for a heartbeat, and he realizes how much money he's going to walk away from. It's going to get it's going to get paid. Okay, so let let's ask this: we none of us on this couch 
like the Bills very much, specifically the receiving core in the Bills. Does this improve the Bills at all? Does it improve the receiving core options at all? What is what is your thoughts about Calvin Benjamin, who I drafted him in one of our mocks because going in the 10th round as a number one on his team, there was some value there. What is going to happen now that Corey Coleman, presumably a talented guy, joins this squad? I think it's it's good for the Bills, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is, he's a, he's a speedy receiver. He can catch the ball. I don't know if the Bills can actually throw him the ball because he's a speedy guy that runs down the field. I don't know if McCarron can air the ball out. Um, but I think it's good for for Corey Coleman because he was buried in the in the Browns, right? He wasn't going to get the ball. Yeah. So I think it's good for both teams here. Yes, but it is is it good for fantasy players? No, I mean I don't. I don't. I don't Do you really want to touch the Bills? I don't believe you draft Coleman. Shit, I wouldn't be that excited about Benjamin either. Benjamin seems like the big guy that's soft, that's yeah. going to get hurt. Soft around the middle. A couple games in, he's going to be banged up and hurting. You know, he doesn't have that muscular fucking build that can take hits for a big guy. That's just my look on I mean, Coleman, I got him right here. He's pick 15. He's 5'11", 185. And as you said, he's a he's a speed burner, but he's pretty small to be the guy yeah. that you're trying to throw over the top to. But he's got, he ball. has more upside now than he did with the Browns, though. Sure. Like I like I said a minute ago, I think maybe there used to be a little bit of value for Calvin Benjamin. That's got to go out the window. I'm I'm losing interest in any value outside of Shady on this team. I didn't have a whole lot of interest to begin with. Let's talk about another team. Brandon LaFell was cut. The number two receiver in Cincinnati was just straight cut from the team. Presumably, John Ross steps into that number two role. Another highly highly drafted, highly touted kid coming out of college. Fast as fuck. He's the 69th wide receiver being drafted in the 14th round right now. Do you take somebody like that, second receiver on the Bills, in the 14th round as a flyer? Uh, for the Bengals. The Bengals. Um, yeah, if you can get him in the 16th round, I think... 14th. 14th round, there's value there. Uh, I don't personally like Ross. He reminds me of Troy Williamson, super fast, can't catch the ball. Couldn't get on the field last year. I don't like him. But there's high upside in the 14th round. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a best ball kind of guy to me. You, you got to think Cincinnati can get more yards this season than their fucking rock bottom fucking offensive yardage season last year. Got to so score gonna, more touchdowns. It's going to go somewhere. That's I kind of love that best ball take. It's been a little while since I did a best ball draft. I, I might do one here coming up soon. That's a guy I'll look at. Because, yes, A.J. Green is there, but the one thing that we know about A.J. Green is that when he goes head-to-head against some of the best corners in the league, they shut his ass down. So the ball's got to go somewhere. Maybe these are the big games for John Ross. Not to mention, it only takes two or three catches, three or four targets for a guy like John Ross to be productive. Certainly not going to be on my roster in regular fantasy. Is he doing anything else besides being the receiver? I mean, is he returning punts? Jet sweeps. I have I no idea. I think he'll return some punts. But I hope so, because that would increase his value a little bit. A little bit. All right, Sony Michelle. Talk about a best ball guy. I was taking him in every best ball draft. Just kept happening. He hurt his knee. Went back and forth. The reports did about whether it was serious or not. And as it stands right now, Sony Michelle is going to have a procedure. He's going to miss the entire preseason and potentially some of the beginning of the regular season. Thoughts here. Sony Michelle, again, super highly drafted kid. Everybody in the world thought he was going to be something special in New England. Well, he's going to be the person. Now, I mean, yeah, I, I, I stay away from the guy. He's, he's Bill likes trust, right? He likes guys that are going to perform for him that he knows. He can't be on the football field for, the, for four weeks. He's not going to get as many touches or opportunities. All of a sudden, do you like your Rex Burkhead <laughs> accidental pick in our first mock draft? I'm still not sold on Rex. Sexy Rexy Burkhead. Um... But I, I have limited now upside of Sony Michelle because of this injury. He's going to drop big time in most, you know, most drafts basically. Yeah, I think Sony Michelle becomes a guy you you uh, you target later on in the season. I think or Sexy Rex and some of those other guys get that early season love, and then just the way Belichick does it, like you said, you know, you lose some trust or somebody gets banged up. Here comes. Here comes Sony Mike coming Gillisley. in there. Yeah, well, he was the stud for what the first mm-hmm. six games, and then it became Rex for a couple, and then it became Deion Lewis for the rest of the season. I still think Jeremy Hill stands a shot. No, God, he's probably going to get cut. Uh, so I'll split the difference between your two takes here. How about this is the guy that you should all of a sudden start looking at drafting later rounds of your. Hopefully, yep. his ADP falls. Maybe he falls to the six, seven dynasty. Round, you can steal round. him, future keepers. Maybe we should try to trade for him in Dynasty. They don't make any deals. They don't make any deals. Yeah, don't draft him as a starter. If you can, if you can pick him up as a bench guy and just hold and wait, you know. 
Hey, when was the Green Bay Packers? When is the Green Bay Packers' first preseason game? Tonight, playing right. Are now. you sure? Yeah. How Devont- sure? Devonte Adams, two catches for fifty-seven yards, saw on the bottom. Fuck. I got real excited Cobb's when I heard on this the next piece still. of news. <laughs> Randall Cobb did re-injure his ankle, and the team has come out and said, yes, it was the same ankle that he had surgery on in the offseason. I thought maybe there was a chance he'd be cut before the preseason. He was not. I made a shot bet with my boy Big Wiz that he'd be cut before the preseason. The preseason has begun, and I owe you a shot. You want to run upstairs? You to it now? I mean, you want to get out of the recording booth for a moment and get that bottle? No. I'll pause it for you. That's all right. Let's keep going. I'm nah, I mean, Cobb, he got hurt again. He, he he practiced, I think, a couple days ago. Then he sat again. He's, he's I done. I think it's, yeah, he's going he's he's to be forever. battling in it all he's year. He's still going to be cut before the season's over. Is he going to have a role in the team? Does he have well, any any value fantasy? From the no. sounds of it, the rest of that ride receiving core is fucking struggling, according to Aaron Rodgers, blowing him up. So, outside of Adams and Cobb, there's... Cobb's, Cobb's I, I, I don't think Cobb has anything. Like, last year, people were still drafting him as your third, fourth, fifth receiver. This year, I don't see how it's even possible. Before the injury, maybe. Now, I'm totally off of him. Zach Ertz missed several days in a row with an undisclosed injury. This guy was, you know, our number two, I think, consensus, or three consensus tight end in everybody's top five around the entire planet. We don't know what's going on. Are we concerned? Yeah, I'm concerned for the whole team, to be honest with you. Wentz is, is being held out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey isn't fucking playing because he got a torn shoulder. Mm-hmm. And now your number one really pass-catching option, Ertz, is, is out for God knows how long, right? Everyone sits there and says they have to participate in preseason to actually be good at it. Hey, Nick Foles even has a neck injury. A neck injury. I'm with. just concerned that this team, everyone, we, we rate this team as a really good offensive-producing team. All of a sudden. And everyone's not playing. I think... There might be there might be some hurt on this for for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, you know I think I think Ertz and Jeffrey get back in there here in another week or so. You know they just come off the Super Bowl. Wince isn't. Is there, there a hangover? Yeah, I think I think they're just resting them. I think they'll be out there. They'll get a couple weeks in in the preseason. Not Wince. They already committed to not Wince, but you're main, I think Ertz maintaining and, your faith. I like yeah. it. Well, who Ertz is good. I mean, he's still a top three tight end. Even even if he ends up missing a little time. I yeah, I, I, I mean, once you get up to the, those top three, I mean. What are we talking I, about here? I would Jimmy mind, Graham. I would mind Ertz being my guy if he missed two games, and I'd just sure. lose those two games. It's because after that, those first three tight ends, it's kind of it's a shit. Speaking of, speaking of top tier guys, Wiz, you and I ranked David Johnson as a number one, our number one running back <sighs> in the league. All of a sudden, just this week, AQ Shipley, that is the center for the Arizona Cardinals, torn ACL out for the season. <clears throat> are, are you worried? Does this change your outlook? Are you scared for David Johnson? I am. He almost got my um, ugly stick that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Because I'm not a big... I'm, I'm concerned for David Johnson, folks. He's going to run against stack boxes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love the talent. Of and David probably, Johnson. Yeah. That's what I mean. And what talent... Uh, what, what else talent is there? You know, three different sites got that... The, the run blocking Arizona line is ranked 23rd. A couple other sites have their overall offensive line ranked 26th and 27th. Now you're replacing your starting center with a fucking bum from U of M. Yeah. No, they're going to they're gonna use that rookie that they drafted. Yeah, I thought he was from Michigan. No, Was he? He's a guard they drafted, but he's a utility guy. They're going to try him out at center. Could be a different guy, but... We'll see. I'm not concerned. I still... Fucking love, David. Um, yeah. I mean, just realize that they've got a quarterback who's got a, a, two bum knees who can barely move around, a a wide receiver who's forty four. Is he close to that? Yeah, probably. But here's well, what. Could, what is left on the team? Here's what besides save, David Johnson, Christian Kirkpick. What could save David Johnson is actually nothing other than Larry. You know, whether Kirk or some other young guy steps up, if David Johnson becomes their number two passing option. That's what could save him, especially in the PBR. He's shooting. His goal this year is a thousand and a thousand. That's what. That's what he's going for. I believe him. <laughs> yeah. I believe him. So if he hits that shit, that's two grand. Yeah, he's going to be number one player. My, the the thing I keep sticking to as I keep hearing all this bad stuff about this team is that for me, Sam Bradford is a better quarterback than people are saying, and because he's going to start at least for a while, that offense is going to be better than most people are saying they're going to be. <sighs> which means he's going to be just fine. We are done talking about news because we ran out of time. Before we do the next thing, I'm going to take my shot because when I make a bet, 
I paid up that bet. One of many, folks. That, that was before the preseason. Was the bet? Before oh yeah. The oh, not, also not the regular nuts. season. Oh yeah. Watching pickup. <laughs> oh yes. Good thing you got that fucking fireball around. Yeah, we just kind of keep it here now. Appreciate that, Wiz. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, a couple more things before we get to our game. I really just want to get to our game, but still. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Okay, so Browns, what? Stop me if you heard this before. I did. Highly touted Browns wide receiver busted with marijuana in his possession. It wasn't Josh Gordon this time. It was Antonio Calloway, their rookie receiver. What they draft him in the second or third round? Chris Henry. I mean, the name just keeps coming. And I guess you were saying something about guns. Had some parts of guns and bullets hey, in there. Give this guy a break, okay? He wasn't Plasco Burst and didn't shoot himself in the fucking leg. Where, does he get credit for anything here? That is correct. This guy is an outrageously talented wide receiver from the University of Florida. And the only reason he fell to where he did is because he had these character concerns. And their character concerns are already coming to fruition. Couldn't even make it through a preseason. But that's not the dumb shit part about this. The dumb shit part about this is that the Browns came out afterward and said, Hey, you know what we're going to do for Antonio Calloway to get him on the straight and narrow? We're going to go ahead and have him mentored by Josh Gordon himself. Can, can you just clarify who actually came out and said this? The, Tell me it was GM. It was, I don't know who it was. Somebody from the team official. I don't know. I kind of like Hugh, Hugh Jackson, right? Hugh, yeah. I kind of like him. I can't believe it was. He can't have come out and said something so dumb. All right, just real quick on this Callaway thing. Is it 0-16? Oh, is that what tells us? Maybe. According maybe. to him... Uh, it, he was not smoking it. It was his younger brothers who was using the car, and it was under the seat. It's his younger brothers. He's gonna he's sure. claiming he's gonna test negative. Sh- yeah, Sh- shock. He declined it. First Browns receiver to pass. <sighs> All right, guys. Look, our listeners decided once again to participate in this show. We got a five star review to share with you today. Who wants to read it? Okay, I got that. <laughs> yes, voice please here. do. Please read it. I gotta make sure I pronounce my word. <laughs> I gotta make sure I pronounce the word. Read it as <laughs> is written, sir. <laughs> you want me to read it just like you that? You have to read it as it's written. Charles DeMar writes. Our old friend of the podcast, Charles DeMar. If you guys paid attention, we uh, answered his listener questions uh, two weeks ago. That was a fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, great. exactly. Podcast is great. Three cast members have good rapport <laughs> with one another. They seem to know a lot about fantasy football. <coughs> Excuse me. They seem to know a lot about fantasy football, and the different segments make it easy and entertaining to listen to. I'm a weekly listener. You should be too. Take Charles Lamar's advice. Listen weekly. Subscribe, guys. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on every fucking platform in the world. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. Charles DeMar is right. We do know fantasy football. We have great rapport with each other. You should definitely watch, listen, whatever. And uh, our segments are great. Thank you, Charles DeMar. So just just so you guys know, Charles DeMar reached out to me and told me <laughs> that he tried to write several reviews for us. And every time he did it, for whatever reason, iTunes wouldn't publish it. Oh, God damn it. It's been so going for weeks. Probably. The reason was... That most of his reviews were not exactly family friendly, mm. so he won't, he never he never went as far as to tell me what he wrote in those. But the only review that iTunes would take is the <laughs> review that we read here. So there is that. Okay, we've also were the other ones one star reviews, a lot of cuss words in it or something. No, they were all five, baby. He loves us. One other thing from our fans today. Yep, come on. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail We got some listener questions A whole bunch of them for you today, guys It's going to take a while to get through them Once again, thank you for our Twitter followers Jumping on and asking questions When Bullfrog asked for questions The Twitterverse responds He's only got something like 20 followers but still they listen and they respond those fucking followers are loyal good shit first loyal. up from twitter at it's uncle larry sends us the following question he says he's in a 16 team keeper ppr league that's a big league i like it's huge he plans to keep leonard fournette oh yeah 
What he wants to know from us is, who should he draft in the first round? Should he go wide receiver? Should he go running back for, for some frame of reference? He's got the seventh pick in the 16th round, and we have to assume that all the top 16 guys are already off the board. So with Fournette on your roster, knowing that it's a big league, and a lot of good players have been kept, where do you go here? Running back? Shore up that position? Or wide receiver to You bank? don't think Gordon's here? So and sixteen guys have been kept. So and the, he's it, got the seventh pick. This so is no. The the what what Wiz is referring to here is I went ahead and just looked at look if all the, if the top sixteen players based on ADP were gone, we've got a list. Here are the running backs that are available to you if they went by ADP. It's CMC, Devonta Freeman, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Jordan Howard, Mixon, and Shady. Okay. The wide receivers that are available at that same time are going to be Devontae Adams, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Thielen, Diggs, and Baldwin. All right. So if they went by ADP, these are the guys that are likely available. To me, I'm just going to jump in and start the answer here. All those running backs that I just listed are in the second tier of running backs for me. These are all guys, every one of them, that I would really, really like to have on my team as my number two. Once you get beyond shady, they get a whole lot worse. The best you can do is start grasping for rookies, which there are some rookies we like, but these guys separate themselves significantly from the rest. So for me, you've got to take one of these running backs because, again, these are guys that are going to do really well for you, and it falls off pretty significantly afterward. Whereas in the receiving core, look, Devontae Adams is great. The rest of those guys, eh. Yeah, I mean, I think in a 16 team, I I don't know how many different starting spots you guys have. You know, maybe you're pretty strict and not a lot of flex and different things. Maybe you're two and two and no flex. But in a 16 team, the running backs are going to get thin real fucking fast. Very fast. So I'd rather have two guys that I trust to put in there every week. And then my second receiver, I'm just fucking waiver wire shopping week to week playing matchups you know i hope to get one good receiver maybe or maybe you got a flex too and you might have to do some waiver wire week to week shit for that spot too and a 16 team you're gonna be playing some best ball type guys on certain weeks hoping they just go off leonard fournette is a tier two running back for me as well if i can have two tier two running backs in a 16 team league I would much rather have that than even, and most of these guys are tier three. Devontae Adams is probably one. The rest of those receivers are three. Give me the running back. I thought you said you were going with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the only guy that I would consider maybe taking above any of the running backs on this list. Maybe, because I love him, but I'd, I'd still go running back. Well, if he's if, Look, if Uncle Larry loves the wide receiver position and is dead set on it, there's only one guy outside of top six. Provided he's available, we don't know if he's available or not. Well, we've been to two mock drafts, right? And, and I think we've all agreed, and I think uh, both right here on the head numerous times now, is, is after you get, and you said the same thing, after you get out of the Shady McCoy mixing, the, the running backs drop off dramatically. They're not, they're just garbage after that. Dramatically. Um, dramatically, yeah. right? We're combining words again. Um, the Ian Rappaport. The Rappaport. Um, we're, we're good at this. I agree, with, I agree with Devontae talking. Adams a lot. Uh, I think he was a is a good option, but as as Dwee's not said, it, it depends who's there. I would probably go with Christian McCaffrey here because of uh, he's going to get more opportunities than most people, folks. It is a full PPR. It's a full PPR. He's going to produce. He's he's going to not only run the ball, but he's going to be getting receptions. I would go with him. I think the other person that you might consider consider I wouldn't actually pick him here is Jarek McKinnon because of upside. I think mm. there's three guys that on this list that have upsides. It's McCaffrey. It's McKinnon and Adams. Okay. I think Mixon's got a little bit of upside. But, yeah, uh, CMC, Bullfrog was telling me before you got here, he's 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 real high on him right now. Yeah? Yeah. Mixon? He's, no, CMC's right, right, rising up on my board a little bit. That would be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yes. as, you, as you mentioned. Okay, so that's our take there. Take a running back. If you're desperate for a receiver and Adams is available, maybe. But take a running back. Gary Haddow jumps in again from at Gary Haddow on Twitter. He may be... My favorite listener, folks. He answers every question, responds to every tweet. Can gives we invite us Gary in the studio week. one night? Uh, we're going to see if we can't get him on and do a little segment with... Maybe we'll give him his own fucking spot on the show. Gary, what do you think? You want stat of the week? Tweet. We don't have it this week. It's <laughs> tweet, all yours, but... Gary, tweet at us and let us know if you what kind of segment you would want to bring to our show. Here's his question. 
Okay, so he's got a trade question for us, which is fantastic. We have a drop for it. Do you want to hear the trade drop? Yeah. Here's your trade. Let's make a deal. I like to make trades with my wife. We do certain things for different favors. You, you guys trade? do that? Huh? You have to trade things for sexual favors? No, I don't trade. I just, I'm you gonna just take, take it? I'm going to take her. Here's, <laughs> Jesus. You forced that bitch. Here's the question. It's a trade question, okay? So this is the league that last week we picked for him as keepers. Just so you know, he did take Fournette, Ertz, and Collins like we suggested. Great job, Gary Haddow. Now he's got an option. He's got the 105 pick in the first round in his draft. Now, Haiti's got a trade offer on the table. He wants to know, would you trade the 105 and a fourth round pick for the 101? Okay, so his stance says that would be uh, Barkley, giving up Barkley at the 105 and a fourth round pick for Le'Veon Bell or Gurley. Or, or, sorry, Gurley and Zeke were already kept, so Bell would likely be his 101. Okay, so just, just quickly break this down for you. If he makes the trade, he's probably looking at Le'Veon Bell Leonard Fournette and Alex Collins as his three running backs. Okay, if he doesn't make the trade, I went ahead and looked just to see what the, what's going at the 105. Uh, Antonio Brown might be end up on his team. Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, he could take any three of those guys uh, to round out that team a little bit. The other thing that I want to throw in here is that the 406, which he'd also be trading away. Demarius Thomas, Rashad Penny, Juju Smith-Schuster are guys that are going right around that spot. So really, he's trading that away as well. I don't want you to forget this, because this is important. If he trades the 105 and the fourth round, that means he's got the 101. And then his next pick is in the third round, fifth round, then eighth round. So he's given up a lot of rounds intermediate in there. So he's... Maybe losing more than we think. So let's jump out here. Who wants to tell yeah, us what? I'll tell you right now, Gary. I think this is simple. I wouldn't. I would not make this trade. I think a fifth, the fifth pick in the first round is a good pick to have. I mean, if I would take Brown, Kamara, or Barkley, I'd probably sit with your two running backs there, Barkley or Kamara. Easy to me. Kamara's not going to be there in a keeper though. F- All right, somebody Barkley. Had to, somebody had to have kept him. At and, and you and you get the fourth pick. If fantasy football is all about depth, you have to build build depth. It's going to make... Otherwise, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. I think it's a terrible idea, right? Not a good idea. You want build depth. Keep your pick and stay with the fifth this pick is in the first a, round. This is a conversation we had over and over and over after our dynasty draft. It's the middle rounds that do it. Yeah, you me. ruined it for us. Remember? So if you don't have a three and you don't have a four... Or if you don't have a four, two or a four or a seven, does that hurt you more than moving up four spots to get that? I would tell Gary this. Maybe you should consider doing the other way here. Maybe go down five. And see if you can pick up another three or fourth round pick. Yeah, I mean, I th- any these questions are real tough in the keeper scenario without actually seeing the whole map of players. Yeah, because if you said, "All right, look at these five guys; they're all going to be draft eligible," even and I say, if, even, Fuck, even I'll if Kamara's not there, right there, and you could take well, maybe Brown or Barkley. Well, obviously, what, Barkley's what if McCaffrey's there? there? What, yeah, what if know. Gordon's there? I just think there's more value in keeping that pick than there is in going all the way to the top to get Bell. The yeah, difference between Bell and the fifth running back of Barkley right. isn't going to be that great if by giving up your fourth round pick. Probably not as many points as you'd get out of that fourth, yeah. that fourth round guy. You're probably right there. If you add the point, the raw points, I think you're definitely losing points by just taking Bell. Here's I give you that. Yeah, here's my answer. Okay, if you keep the 105, let's say you draft Antonio Brown. If he, I don't know if he's available, let's just say he's available. He's going around the 105. Number one, number two wide receiver. Then you've also got the 305. Those guys are Thielen, Diggs, and Hill. Let's say you go ahead and take Diggs there or Thielen, whichever guy you like better. Uh, and then with the fourth round pick, maybe you'd pick a Rashad Penny. All of a sudden, your team says Leonard Fournette, Alex Collins, and Rashad Penny, a guy that might end up being a stud rookie. And at the wide receiver, you're looking at Antonio Brown and either Thielen or Diggs, which are one, both likely to be top 10 or damn close to it. I think that's a better team than Le'Veon Bell, Fournette, Collins, and no wide receivers. Yeah. It's a deeper team again in my mind. So my answer to Echo Wiz is don't make this trade. Keep those picks. Like I said last or whenever we answered your first question, Fournette and Collins are good two running backs to start with. Did you answer Bullfrog? No. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you guys 100%. My only thing would be, you know, if, if none of those guys are available in that one through five and you or you know, two through five, if you think it's a really, really big drop off for some reason after all the keepers are gone, then maybe you make the trade, but you should be able to find enough value with what's left on the board to not, 
you know, just to keep where you're at, stick with your two picks. We just learned our lesson in the dynasty that we did. it's worth keeping those middle rounds. Middle rounds are great. Okay, we have another question. We got to move on. Thank you, Gary Haddow. I think we answered it perfectly for you. At Brad sixteen T, another guy that likes to chime in when we have this Twitter discussions. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> he asked this question, and this is a question that you know I I I tussled with a little bit a few years back in my league because I like action. Uh, he says it's not a draft question, but he wants to know how can he get the guys in his league to start trading with him. He's got 12-team league, right? Superflex league is PPR, so there's a lot of interesting roster situations going on with that Superflex, with that half-point PPR, but nobody's making trades in his league. you guys have any advice for him jumping out of the gates to get some action going? I'd like to say that one, this is a really good question. My One of my, my longest-running leagues suffers from the same thing. People just don't make trades. You can... You can Beg, beg him to death. Try to, you know, offer as many players as possible. Half the guy just won't trade with you. If he's really wants to, if he really wants to make trades happen, you've got to give players away. If, if he's, if, if his number one goal is to make people trade, you, you gotta offer more. Keep offering more until they, and they can't refuse. Right, I mean, most guys aren't gonna trade unless they feel like they want it. <laughs> yeah. So you have to find a trade where you both feel like you won the fucking trade. You have to feel like you won by what you're getting back. They also have to feel like they won by what they're getting. That's hard to do. It is possible. I got some tips. Tough to do. What do you got? I got some, I, I, I got a handful of tips that might help you do that. Just that. Help everybody feel like they won. Uh, first of all, one of the things that you got to get away from, and I know a lot of people in my league were scared to do this years and years ago, uh, is is the one-for-one one trade is... It is incredibly difficult to make a one-for-one-player-for-one-player trade. So you need to be willing to start packaging guys together. Two, three guys for one on your team. And I'm not talking about two or three fucking bench nobodies. You're going to have to throw some guys in there. Maybe two tier two guys and a tier three can get you a tier one guy. Start packaging people together. That tends to help. Okay, look for the teams that are struggling across the board. Look for the teams that just can't score. Maybe they have a stud, but they just nobody else on their team scoring. Throw three guys into a trade and see if you can make something happen there. That's tip number one. Tip number two, and this is what we did in my league, and this was like six years ago, uh, and immediately trades started happening. We started simply including draft picks. I don't know what right. your league is like now, but if you can include draft picks, inevitably... Half of your league is going to value draft picks way too much because they're thinking to next year already. Because half people are going to be competing, half people won't half be competing. Half the people will be dra- valuing draft picks for nothing because they want to win right now. That is how you both feel like you win. You find a guy that maybe he's not doing so well this year. You give him your second round draft pick and all of a sudden he loves that pick where you're trying to win this year. You don't care about that pick. So that's another option. And lastly, this might be the best piece of advice. If your league is not active, not making trades, people aren't into it, you're not talking as much shit as you want, the best advice I can give you is leave your fucking league. And if you don't want to leave it, kick the douchebags out and find people that will play the way you want to play. Partly true. You're, you're, um, it, no matter what, I think the fact of the matter is you can package all the garbage you want, three players for one, it, it, people just won't do it. I think your, number, your, your second piece of advice is probably the most valuable. All of them were start flushed. trading for the future, folks. Some some people buy into that. Box. Yeah, Matt, one more thing to throw in on that is, and don't be afraid to check schedules too. We talk, me and Dewey's nuts talked about this a little bit before the show. You know, let's say you have a guy that's fucking come out of the gates on fire through the first three or four weeks, but then you're like, wow, his fucking schedule really really gets tough. You know, outdoor weather might come to impact, or maybe there's a guy coming back that's been injured that's been giving this guy some more love. Don't be afraid to trade a guy that's fucking been really high scoring for you for another big name stud that started slow. That's where you can get a lot of value. You know, you I trade agree away there's value points. there. Because you know what? Points that have already been scored mean fucking nothing. <laughs> you know what I like? Nothing. You need points in the future. You don't need points that have already been scored. They're already been done on somebody's roster. Took a win or loss. You need points coming down the road. That's hard for most fantasy owners to do. Sometimes that's what you got to do, though. But you got to put away the emotion side of it. Most one can't one do of the that. things that I like to look at when you're talking about strength of schedule is forget the next handful of weeks. After week four and five, start looking at, once, once you start to see what the defenses are like for real in the league, start looking at 
playoff strength of schedule. Exactly. Nobody's looking eight yeah. weeks out, ten yeah. weeks out. But if you can find a guy that's got a cush playoff schedule who's only been performing so-so, that might be a guy you look to get. Guys, we got to move on. We got to move on because we're 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 deep into the show. We haven't even gotten to the most fun balls part. deep, or just we are balls deep into the out. show. Hey guys, we got a game. We're gonna play a game right now. We're calling the game "Plant Your Flag." Ah, boo! Uh, we'll we'll ch- look Twitter. If you once you hear the game, if you've got a better name for it, please yeah. chime in. We can't figure this out, so give us Gary, some, uh, Gary, Brad, Gary. Wouldn't touch him with your dick. No? Worth worth considering, but I think we need to <laughs> keep touch my dick. <laughs> Here's oh, how this game's gonna go, guys. Um, bear with me as I explain this game to you. It's gonna be a year long game. <laughs> Every week, we are going to. <laughs> okay. Wiz, would you like to tell the people what Bullfrog just finished doing? <laughs> Bullfrog just blew his fucking load, folks. Jerking off with not one hand, but two hands. A little bit on me, a little bit on you, a little bit on the recording studio. Most of the recording studio. Anyway. Bear with me while I explain this game to you guys. Again, we're going to play it every week. It's going to result in lots of shots. And then at the end of the season, we're going to decide which one of us is best at fantasy football, not based on how we perform in our fantasy football leagues, but based on plant your flag. Is that still for discussion? No. I didn't yeah, know that was I'm the winner. I'm clearly the best here's, at fantasy football. Here's how the game's going to go. Each of us here and anybody at home that wants to play along is going to pick five players. You're going to have a team that consists of five players. Okay? There are guidelines for selecting each you're going to select three players that you like. Guys that for whatever reason you're just drawn to this year that you want on your team. One of those players, your just the tip player, needs to be going in the ADP range of 41 to 60 at his position. So you can take the running back 58, for example. One of those players needs to be going in the ADP range from 21 to 40 at his position. That's our half-shaft player. That's the half-shaft player. And the balls-deep player is a player going in the top 20 ADP at his position. I should have said at the outset that we're only picking running backs or wide receivers. Quarterbacks and tight ends are not included. Can you explain to listeners what balls-deep mean? What what balls-deep means? (laughs) means about an inch and a half for you, sir. (laughs) Now... You, once you pick the three players you're like, you're just a tip player, you're half shot player, and your balls deep player, it's time to pick two players that you don't like. Again, for whatever reason, you just don't want anything to do with them on your roster. You're not drafting them anywhere. Even if they fall to you, you're ignoring them altogether. Okay? First, you're going to pick a 10-foot pole guy. That's a guy going between 13 and 24 in his ADP range at his position. Then you're going to pick an ugly stick guy. A guy that's going in the top 12 ADP at his position, right? So, in essence, you got three guys you like at various various tiers in ADP and two guys you don't like at various tiers in ADP. Maybe yeah. Dewey's Nuts can post the rules on Twitter. I will absolutely tweet this out to you guys listeners. later. Now, once you've selected your team, each week we're going to... Why don't we do this, by the way? <clears throat> Whatever listener comes up with the best name can play with us. All listeners All can listen. play with us. Whatever best listener season. comes up with the best name can be on our first regular season there you show go. where we reveal the winner. We'll bring you on. And, we'll let you participate. And how about this? The the listener that comes up with the name will we'll give your guys' stats each week along with ours Ooh, on the air. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be a legit part of the show. Now, here's how the actual scoring is going to go for this game. We don't know if this is going to work out or not, but I think it's a good idea. So, for all the guys you like... We're going to look at where they finish at their position each week. And we're going to compare that to their ADP at the beginning of the season. And either you're going to get points or lose points based on the difference. For example, if my balls deep player was the wide receiver 15, and in week one he finishes the wide receiver 10, I will get five points added to my team's score that week. If my half shaft player was the running back 31, and he finished in week one, as the running back 37, I will lose six points from my team's total. So we're comparing each week's performance to where they were when we selected them in ADP. 
You get points or lose points based on their performance for the guys you like, and it's the exact opposite for your ugly stick and 10-foot pole guys. If you've got a running back 4 and they finish running back 10 in week 1, you gain 6 points because they performed worse than their ADP like you predicted they would. At the same time, if your 10-foot pole guy started out as the wide receiver 21 and in week 1 they finish as the wide receiver 1, you're going to lose 20 points because you fucked up on that call. We'll compile all those points each week and the loser is going to take a shot. We will compile all those points at the end of the season to decide who is the best fantasy football mind in this room and who is the best fantasy football mind associated with the show, fans included. A couple of last bits you need to know. If your player gets injured, you can replace them. On your player's bye weeks, you may pick one replacement guy, but we're going to use the ADP from the beginning of the season. All right, I know you have questions. No, he's nuts, man. You just invented a new way to play in fantasy football. You're a fucking genius. Yeah, I'm pretty damn Make good. an app and put this shit Pen on Pen that there. shit! You're going to be making some money on this. This is fun. This I'm, is going to be fun. I'm pretty goddamn good, and it's yep. pretty goddamn fun. I think it's fun. I like to be creative. That's the game. I'm going to tweet these rules out, these guidelines out, and I want all the questions that you've got to make sure that we explain this well because we want you guys playing along. Pick your team. Tweet your team at... Myself at Dewey's Nuts. Tweet your team at Bullfrog at YFF. The Bullfrog. And uh, where can they get you, Wiz, on Twitter? I own Yelp. No, he's only on Yelp. <laughs> only reviews on Yelp for the big Wiz. <laughs> One more thing, too. Make sure the ADP that we're using, there'll be a link that Dewey's Nuts put on Twitter on the rule page, but it's the Fantasy Football Calculator Half PPR half ADP ranking. PPR. So that's pretty specific. Otherwise, it can fuck some shit up. Fantasy football calculator, half PPR, half ADP rankings. PPR. Yelp ratings? Has Yelp showed up? Okay. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's tell the people who we've chosen for our Plant Your Flag teams. We're going to start from the bottom, work our way to the top. Bullfrog, who do you got? All right, we're, yeah, we're going to keep it pretty pretty light. You know, we're running long already. We don't need to go in depth too much, so I'm just going to keep it light. On my 10-foot pole guy, this season, I'm going with Rashad Penny. ADP 21 for running backs. couple reasons. One, Carson, all you fucking hear is fucking Pete Just Carroll. to clarify, 10-foot pole, this guy going 13 to 24 ADP that you don't like this year. Correct. Not a fan. I think Penny's going to drop below that ADP on a regular basis. One, in part, to Chris Carson. Getting all kinds of fucking preseason love. Two, their offensive line may very well be the worst in the NFL. Good stat. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough. Okay, are we just going to go all our 10-foot all our pole guys? Might be the yeah. best way to do it. All right. Wiz, who's your 10-foot pole guy? Yeah, my 10-foot pole is easy, folks, right? You said 10-foot pole is... 13 through 24? Yes, sir. Correct. All right. So mine is LaShawn McCoy. Oh, Shady. Oh, Shady McCoy. Folks, I told you guys before, the number one running back age-wise is the 24-year-olds, followed by 25. Shady fucking just turned 30. We all know what 30 means for running backs. They're garbage. They hit a wall. They die. He has the worst offensive line and probably the worst quarterback in the league, folks. It says number 29 offensive line yeah. on the nose. Who gives a shit? 32 teams. Garbage anyways. Garbage, garbage, garbage. I can't tell you guys anymore. Stay away from the fucking Bills. We said it earlier. Who gives a fuck what the Bills are doing? Garbage. Let's talk more about shitty running backs. My 10-foot pole guy going at running back 17 right now is the worst God damn running back in the Music City. That's Derrick Henry, folks. Yeah, I'd like to tell the listeners right now, folks. This is the reason why Dewey's Nuts will be taking shots again at the end of the year. And he will be the dumbass of the year. Derrick Henry, I've beaten this one to death already, right? His his offensive line sucks. To clarify that. Not according to Pro Football Focus. Last year, his offensive line was 20, uh, sorry, 7th worst in the league at the point of attack. The only place that his offensive line, the offensive line in Tennessee, thrived last year was in space where they were the ninth best line. Does Derrick Henry get the ball in space or does he get it at the point of attack? That would be the point of attack. His coaches hate him, and I say that because year after year after year after year after being drafted, Derrick Henry just doesn't get his chance. Even last year when DeMarco Murray played like shit 
Then they go out and sign Deion Lewis to one of the biggest running back free agent contracts of the year. They just don't like him. He's get he gets stuffed far too often. Seventy three percent of the time he got stuffed on the in inside the five yard line. Not to mention, not to mention. Uh, look, Matt Lafleur, who is the new offensive coordinator there, he came from the Los Angeles Rams. Where how many how many uh, how many times Todd Gurley catch the ball? I think he had eighty some targets. You think Derrick Henry's going to get any piece of those targets? Yeah, he's going to go 40. all. Deion Lewis, baby. Derrick Henry's my 10-foot pole guy. I don't want anything to do with him. Okay, Bullfrog. Ugly stick. That's the guy inside the top 12 that you think is not going to get it done. All right, moving on to the ugly stick. Top 12. You know, I went wide receiver. We all went running backs for the 10-foot pole. I'm shifting to the wide receiver. I talked about him in our bust episode. When the big whiz was gone and me and Dewey's nuts were rubbing sacks and touching asses. It happens. Duplicate. Mike Evans. Oh, number nine in the ADP hole is my uh, ugly stick. Ugh. Quarterback situations up in the air from week to week. Again, we talked about the tough schedule a little bit. Um, I know wide receivers can score well on shitty teams and bad offenses. But, uh, God, I just don't think Mike Evans is that good. He reminds me of a Kelvin Benjamin. Mm. And that's not a good comparison. Not, not, not Kelvin Johnson. I don't see it. Not Kelvin I don't Johnson. see that comparison one bit. But reminds hey, me a little bit of Kelvin Benjamin. Anyway, while while we're on it, the topic Mike of Evans. Mike Evans, Big Wiz, who's your ugly stick? I'm going to tell the listeners right now I posted mine number one. Mine also is Mike Evans, folks. I We I, weren't supposed to duplicate any we weren't. here, but that's okay. Uh Bullfrog cheated. Um, or he gave me really good information when he did his bus picks. One ah, or the other. Ooh, yeah, listen. Uh, Mike Evans is also mine, right? He's number nine. His yearly splits on TDs for the last four years since 2014, folks, are 12, 5, 12, 3. That tells me he's very inconsistent. Tells that, me he's due for 12. That, I mean, that, right, he might go <laughs> off and we're both going to look like idiots. Or he's going to be garbage again. Uh, we, Winston's out for the first three weeks. He has a 50% catch rate, and the teams only went over 300 yards six times, folks. I just don't have a lot of faith. He's inconsistent. So you guys picked the ninth wide receiver. I grew a set and picked the fourth wide receiver via ADP right now. And this is a guy that, again, I think it's a little bit of a surprise. I picked Julio Jones as my ugly stick. I think Julio Jones is going to have a big fall-off year, and that's saying something after last year. We know we've talked about his red zone inefficiencies, 36% catch rate in the red zone. He was middle of the pack, 20th wide receiver in contested catch catch rate in the league, which is kind of the end zone catch, right? They just it, the, the balls don't go to him in the end zone. He doesn't score touchdowns. He's only scored 10 touchdowns once. For a guy who catches so many fucking balls... He's only scored 10 touchdowns once. Since 2005, his targets, his touchdowns, and his catch rate have all been on the decline. Pretty significant decline. He was below 60% total catch rate last year. I think he's starting to slip and slide a little bit. We know what Wiz thinks about Sarkeesian in Atlanta. Uh, I, I just don't think Julio Jones is anywhere near a wide receiver for and I like him my plant your flag ugly stick let's hit the guys we do like bullfrog all right first guy i'm rolling with to uh move up the adp board throughout the season is going to be nelson aguilar wide receiver that's your just a tip guy that's my just a tip reminder which is, to uh, the fellas 41 through 60 adp nelson aguilar is and the currently ladies. at 46 and I, I think he could definitely end up being the number one wide receiver for the Eagles. I mentioned this on earlier episodes that, you know, Wentz and Foles, whoever's chucking the rock over there, hopefully Wentz, is a spread it out type of guy. Jeffrey's definitely not capable of carrying the workload. They're going to spray it off to the backs and Ertz, but I think Aguilar ends up being their number one wide receiver, which should easily put him in the top 25 most weeks, which is going to earn me about 20 points a week. That would be fantastic. I love that pick, i got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've taken, in the last two mock drafts I've done, I've taken Aguilar twice, so, I mean, that tells you where I like him a lot as well. Yeah, uh, my just the tip here, folks, is Mike Williams, wide receiver number 49 with the LA Chargers, also from MSU, right? SMU? 
Um, 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 oh, oh, old Mike Will. I see we're going. We're throwing back to the old episode. Yeah. Old Fog doesn't know anything uh, about the Mike Williams. Intro. Mike Williams in L.A. Chargers, right? No Hunter Henry, no Antonio Gates. Someone's going to be there to catch the red zone touchdowns. They had 14 of them last year. It, they can't all go to Keenan Keen Allen. Um, he's always going to be double teamed. Mike Williams is going to get the rece- going to get the receptions. Easy. Report out of camp just the other day said Mike Williams has been and is likely to continue to be a huge red zone target for this team. He went, he was drafted in all of, both of our mock drafts ahead of a lot of guys that were ranked higher ADP. Do you think, I think he's going to be a sleeper or no? William, Mike Williams? I love him as a sleeper. Obviously. I've been yeah. drafting him a lot in mocks as well. Him yeah. and Aguilar late, you right. know. But. These kids can play. Guys, my just a tip player is a wide receiver as well. I just want to take a second to say this. These are guys that are going really late in drafts. None of us picked a running back. Just to repeat the thing that we've said a hundred fucking times already. There are only a handful of running backs that are worth having. There are only 20 or so, 24, whatever it is, running backs that are worth having. Wide receivers, you can find value all the way down through this 60, which is why we all picked a wide receiver for our just-a-tip guy. I chose Michael Gallup going right now as the wide receiver 57, and I did it. Because of the opportunity this guy's walking into. How many targets were, what was what did, what did we decide? 180 targets were, were vacated last year. 210 targets were vacated last year on this team. You know, you got Hearns, you got the old handlebar, what's his nuts? <laughs> you got Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams. You got, <laughs> you got Cole Beasley. These are the guys with Michael Gallup. They're all right now fighting for the wide receiver one role. Do I think Gallup's going to land that role? Certainly not in the beginning of the year, but it's a role that's wide open because there's nobody that's stepped up in camp so far to take it. Yes, Dak Dak Prescott did just come out and say, hey, I really like Cole Beasley, but Michael Gallup has as much a shot as any of these other guys to end up leading the team in targets. Uh, This is the first time that uh, that Garrett's gave, given a rookie first-team snaps on the first day of camp. That would include Dak Prescott, and that would include Ezekiel Elliott. No player has ever, under Garrett, had first-team offensive snaps on the first day of camp until this, Garrett, until this uh, Gallup guy comes in. What we know about Michael Gallup is maybe his hands aren't as good as they could be, but he runs beautiful routes. He's open all the goddamn time. And if you know anything about Dak Prescott, he's not a guy that throws it deep. He'd rather play it safe with the ball, throw to open guys. You know why he and Dak, uh, Des Bryant didn't get along? Because Des Bryant thrived on the 50-50 ball, chuck it up deep like Tony Romo did how many times a game, and Dak just never did it. He'd rather throw to the open guy. That's Michael Gallup's strength. Give me him at wide receiver 57. All right, Bullfrog, give me a half shaft. All right, half shaft, we're looking for ADB 21 through 40 that we are believing in. I'm sticking with wide receiver. It's going to be my uh, poor man Antonio Brown, who I believe is Jamison Crowder. (laughs) ADP number 34. You know, I do picture him as a poor man Antonio Brown. Small of stature, but a good route runner. Quick in small spaces. Alex Smith is a very accurate quarterback. He likes to look for those short routes, those out routes, those quick slants. Alex Smith to Crowder, I think it's going to be a great connection. He doesn't have a ton of options to pass it to out there in Washington. Uh, Their schedule against the run is absolutely fucking brutal. Their schedule against the pass, again, early season, appears to be much, much easier. I think he's going to finish a lot higher than 34. He should be the number one receiver on that team, which should be a decent scoring offense, probably middle of the pack. PPR, half-point PPR, I love Crowder. He's a guy that has always had a lot of targets go his way, and I, I think that's a great pick as well. <coughs> I like your picks, buddy. Thank you. Half-shaft whiz. Half-shaft, right? This we know about half-shaft. Some people can go a little bit deeper than others, right? That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. I went deep, folks. Oh, I, I went all the way to the did. bottom. And I'm going with a running back, and that's Aaron Jones. I understand he's suspended for the first two weeks of the season. Why everyone smokes pot, I don't understand why that matters anymore. It's going to put you behind in the uh, plant your flag yeah, game. But we no, haven't right? fig- we got to figure out those points still, but okay, we're going to work on that. Um, he's going to be a goldmine after that. Their offensive line is a top 10 offensive line. We know that. He also has a number... Look it up on Pro Football Focus, folks. I'm wondering why you're rocking like a, um, like a crazy person. We know that he has the number one quarterback in the pick. league. He's very nervous about this pick. You can see it. <laughs> He's not going to have stack boxes ever. And I like to stack my boxes personally, but um, 
You did back in the day, didn't you, buddy? You had a stack. You um, had a bench full. Aaron, they don't, they don't have a guaranteed running back there. Aaron Jones will likely get the number one chance to do it. That's why I'm buying deep with Aaron Jones. All right, guys, my half shaft. Speaking of talented runners and the most talented runner on their team, you know where I'm going. The running back, 28 right now. Just to pair him up, I'm I'm doing a planter flag stack. It's shallow. And I'm choosing Deion Lewis. Shallow. Tennessee Titans. Second in the league in yards per carry last year. Tenth in the league in touchdown percentage last year. First in the league in defense-adjusted yards above the replacement, which means in the situations he was given, he ran for more yards than any other guy in the league would have in his position. It's second in the league in DVOA. These are football outsider stats that pretty much say overall and per play, he's either the first or second best running back in the league last year. We know, like I said a minute ago, Matt LaFleur loves that screen game. 87 targets to Gurley last year. Every fucking one of them is going to Deion Lewis in a half-point PPR. It's too bad he's on a new team in 2018. Those stats of 2017 would be great if he was still on that same team. They sure would. And we've been there with his stats over his career versus New England stats. They're fucking identical. I love him as my half-shaft guy. Let's go balls deep. Bullfrog top 20 guy at his position. Who you got? Just real quick on uh, Dewey's Nuts' picks here. You know, we are talking about balls deep, half shaft. He's really going with the theory that size doesn't matter. <laughs> Travis Henry. Who? Six foot. <laughs> Derek Henry. 6'3, 238. That's one of his, uh, what's that, your 10 foot pole guy? Uh, yeah. And then he's going with Deion Lewis at 5'8", 195. So, ladies and gentlemen, does size matter? No. We're about, we're about to find out. This <laughs> yeah, season. we oh, are. Man. Oh. Uh, anyway. Jesus. Back to, <laughs> back to balls <laughs> deep. Make sure you tweet that picture of the two of them. <laughs> yeah. It's a great picture. Back to the balls deep at uh, top 20 ADP. Man, this guy's just been on my mind all fucking offseason. That was aggressive. I'm excited <laughs> about this guy this year. And I don't know if I've got the balls deep enough to fucking take him in the first round or not. So I'm taking him in this game because I can today. And that's going to be Delvin Cook at ADP 10 for the running back spot. I don't know. I'm just a believer in this guy this year. I'm a believer in the Minnesota offense. Their line is kind of fucking shitty. But I don't know if it has to be that good because their defense is just that stellar that their their uh, their run game's still going to be prominent late in games, early in games. McKinnon's gone. He's the only pass catching running back left on the roster. I think Murray ain't going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. My only fear is he loses some of that goal line work to Murray. Uh, and maybe we don't know what'll happen. We don't right, know if that's going to happen. Right. But I looked I looked back at the game logs last year. You know he was getting the carries he, on a game against Detroit. He got the first and one carry. Punched it in. On a game against, I think, Tampa, he got the first and five. Got the carry. Punched it in from the five. So even when he was healthy and Murray was there, he was getting some of those carries. The kid can play. So I'm going Delvin Cook. Boom. I found balls deep and ugly stick to be the two hardest picks here, folks. They just thought that would be the most difficult, most challenging. Balls deep. I'm going to go with Jerk McKinnon, the number 13 running back. Unexpected from you there. Yeah. I wanted to go a little bit deeper, but I couldn't go that deep. Um, so hey. I went with, you know, this is what I know about Jack McKinnon. His, what Dewey's nuts talk about all the time. His favorite stat is touches opportunity. They spent $30 million. Hyde's gone. We know he's going to get all three downs, folks. He's going to get the opportunities. Kyle Shanahan's running backs the last few years have produced. We know what he did for Devonta Freeman. We know what he did with Tevin Coleman. He has Jack McKinnon this time. I expect the same, at least opportunity-wise, to be there. The offensive, I love offenses that produce points. When Jimmy G was there, they produced 28.8 points a game that it was number two in the NFL against some of the best defenses. Against uh, the Jaguars. They, against the Jaguars. Played, yeah, that was number two, points. right? I think they played against another top five. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, and they're off, and their offensive line is again in the, in the better half. And they also drafted McGlinchey out of Notre Dame, who's a, he's a tackle that it, with a run, running, Best, I guess, best blocking from a tackle. Shocker. Woo! Shocker. You like a Notre Dame guy. I know. Hard. Jerk McKinnon. Nice choice. I'm deep, too. I feel like you're a little too drunk to be speaking on the mic anymore. Guys, 
My balls deep guy is a, was a surprise to me, as it might be a surprise to you. Uh, about 10 days ago, I was 100% out on this guy. As of over the course of the last week, I have done as, as hard a 180 as you could possibly make on this dude. And that's running back 18 in ADP, Darius Geis. All of a sudden, I fucking love Darius Geis for a handful of reasons. Alright guys, uh, quick update here. Since we recorded this episode, it has come to light that Darius Geis' knee injury was more serious than I had hoped for when I chose him and left him in the original recording of the episode. He tore his ACL. He is out for the season, which is just a travesty for my plant the flag team and, and yeah sure for the kid too who had a real shot to be something maybe next year when he comes back to pull an ap as the rules state i will now be replacing my balls deep player and uh you know after doing a lot of research today trying to find just the right guy i think i've done it i think i found the one guy i could have picked that improved my chances here. I went back and forth between a few. You know, I really liked Joe Mixon. I even considered Alex Collins. In the end, I chose to go a totally different route. I chose sort of like my Darius Geis route. I chose to go with a guy that historically I have not been very high on, but there are a lot of arrows pointing to him doing some work this year, and that's going to be Jordan Howard of my very own Chicago Bears. Jordan Howard's going as a running back 13 and half point PPR ADP right now, which qualifies him for my balls deep player. Here's some of those arrows that I just mentioned pointing in his direction. First off, the Chicago Bears and Howard have the easiest running back strength to schedule on the year as of right now. We know how much that counts for, but you know, at, at least it doesn't look too tough coming out of the gates. Uh, the Bears have a top half of the league, at least top half of the league offensive line, provided everybody can stay healthy. You know, uh, he, there's going to be room for him to run. Granted, Mitchell Trubisky is not much of a threat, and there's a good chance that some boxes get pretty stacked against him. But same shit happened last year. You know, he certainly didn't have a lot of wide open lanes last year when Trubisky was only throwing the ball a couple yards downfield a couple of times throughout the game, and he still managed a 4.1 yards per carry, which isn't mind-blowing, but it's good, and I do think Nagy will open up Trubisky and throw the ball a little bit more in that offense, so maybe maybe uh, pull some defenders out of the box on occasion and give Howard a little more room. The one big concern is Tariq Cohen coming in here. Nagy started early in the offseason saying how much he was loving Tariq Cohen on the team, but even last year when Cohen came in, Howard still managed 18 and a half touches per game, which is about what he had the previous year. I, I'm not too terribly worried that Tariq Cohen takes away a lot of the looks. Certainly not going to take away any goal line work. Certainly not going to take away any of the between the tackles work. Finally, the last big knock on him here in this half point PPR is that he can't catch. He's never been able to catch. He's not ever been any good at it. But, you know, the report, recent reports out of camp are that he's staying after practice, stay coming before practice, and doing nothing but catching two or three hundred balls every single day, just sitting there with the catching machine. And look, guys, there's a lot of hype comes out of every camp, and you can't believe any of it. But this isn't hype. This is evidence that this guy is working hard to improve this aspect of his game. He's a stud running back between the tackles, and if he can start catching the ball... Yeah, Tariq Cohen's going to still get his, but, you know, there's a good chance that even with Tariq Cohen catching passes, Howard can catch 35, 40 of them, and that is value. So give me Jordan Howard as my replacement player for Darius Geis, and uh, I, I think I'll be fine. All right, back to the show. You guys got anything else you want to say about this fun game that we're going to give a shot? You want to talk to the people a little bit? I'm looking forward to it be good another thing to add to our already lengthy show i think this is what's going to happen if i can make some you know predictions here please do dewey's nuts will be in last place and it's going to be a battle between the two of us there bullfrog all right i do like bullfrog's list a little bit but it's just not as good as mine guys here's what i want to say i want as many of you listeners as possible to join us all all you need to do 
find my tweet with the the uh, guidelines. Respond to that tweet with your guys in each one of these five positions, and we will track it for you. We're going to get it all on a spreadsheet. We'll track it for you. And if you come up with a really good name for this game, better than plant your flag, which I think is pretty, pretty, pretty clutch, pretty weak, uh, then then we're going to have you on the air talking to us about your selections. Gary, Gary. Gary. You think it's going to be had out? We'll the guy keep, we'll keep track of your scores live on the air. Everybody else, we will track, but we just won't announce how fucking good you are. So, are, so play along at home. Share with us who you like. Uh, interact with us on the internet. It's the best way to go. I want to thank handful of listeners at Gary Haddow, of course, for being such a such a faithful and loyal listener at Brad Sixteen T for the question you contributed. Uh, this week at It's Uncle Larry, another great question. We love your draft questions, guys. Keep them coming. And, of course, Charles DeMar, we appreciate that review, sir. I wish I could have read any of your vulgar ones, but I'll take the iTunes-approved version. You know what doesn't screen? Yelp. Yelp doesn't screen, so feel free to throw <laughs> your reviews up on Yelp. Hey, guys. Bullfrog ran out of coffee about an hour ago, so... uh we're going to go ahead and fuck off, and I suggest you do the same. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.